Basically, they say it's, it's okay to be gay and still be a member of our church as long as you never actually act on it, but as long as you are never actually with someone of the same sex. To me, it's the same as saying it's okay to be an artist as long as you never actually create art. It's okay to be an athlete as long as you never actually throw a football. It's okay to be a musician as long as you never actually play any music. And to me, that is so freaking backwards. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be open, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. And we are live, people. Thank you for being here. And it's been quite some time. We are not actually live, <laughs> just so you know. Oh. It's been a week. It's been more than a week. Well, I guess since the three of us have sat here together to it's record, been two weeks yes. To this day. More than two? No. Was I here two weeks ago? Yeah. Yes. Feels right like a, before you got sick. Feels like three months. I guess not right before. You got really sick Thursday after that. Yeah. Sorry, well, he got day. allergies in his eyes. It's true. Starting that day. It's true. So yeah, I guess for us, it does seem like it's <laughs> been a long time been a long since time. we've sat here together because Steve got the Rona. Feels like it's been a long time since I have been anywhere. Yeah. He's traveled Except. out of his house to ours. Yes. He's done more than that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're excited to see you and that you're among the living. I'm happy to be seen. COVID. Can't keep me down. Better to be seen than viewed, right? Oh, my. That's that what all heavy. the old people tell us. Really? Yes. <laughs> At church. Wow. Yeah. It's an like, old people oh, joke. That's wow. so morbid. Yeah. But. <laughs> Definitely. I did think about some deep things when I found out you were sick, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, you got a little emotional. Yeah, I got a little emotional. Told him he wasn't allowed to die. Okay. Basically. She literally told me it's not my time yet. Yep. <laughs> and so if anything changed... In I didn't condition, actually think it was. I know, but you were really sick and they were worried about you being alone and I was worried about you being alone. And I was, was worried about you being alone. I was worried about <laughs> Jessica being alone. I was worried about Penny being alone. And I was worried about the warehouse being alone. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like it. It, it rough... did get me thinking about some things I haven't brought up what? to you yet, such as... Your funeral. <laughs> I always send you guys messages about what I want my funeral to be. Uh-huh, you and Matt, yeah, like uh-huh. when I think about it. Yeah, them. I think there's a group text saying, saying <laughs> Jessica's, Jessica's funeral. funeral. <laughs> there I'm, is not. I'm playing a piano piece. Yeah. What is it? That I don't remember. Well, you better remember it. Some you better start practicing. Uh, I know. Some arrangement of I Know My Redeemer Lives that I did a zillion years ago that Jessica really liked. Yeah. Oh, cute. It's a good one. That'd be good. Are you willing? Are you willing to do that? To plan my funeral? I don't know. Give me another thirty years, and I'll decide. Yeah. Okay. You keep telling me you're gonna die at. 60, I know. I was just doing the math so... real quick to see if I actually had thirty years left or not. I don't. <laughs> yeah. So I was just. We were just doing the math with my kids. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna be dead before you are. In 2042, I'll be 80 years old. Yeah. I won't. I'll be 15 years dead. <laughs> Okay. So, Jessica, but you brought it up. I've been thinking about your funeral and what would in you... In 20 what year did you say that? 
2042. You'll be 80? Yeah. No, you won't. <laughs> Your mouth is I bad. just didn't even think about the math. <laughs> but yeah, that's way off, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're full of crap. <laughs> I was waiting for Steve to get there. <laughs> what was the point of this? <laughs> Your funeral. I want to be cremated. Yeah, what what do you want? I want to be like... Do we have to talk about this Pushed now? out into the ocean and shot with a flaming arrow. Okay. One, one or the other. You and I both talked about that. We who, think that would be cool. Who, on one of those, who gets like, to shoot you? One of those ginormous... You. One of those like ginormous blow-up flamingos or unicorns. Okay. One of those. Push okay. me out of one of those llama? And shoot me with a flaming arrow. Yeah. Could it be a llama? A llama. Okay. Llama. I like that. Okay. But like one of the so, super huge ones. The super huge ones. Okay. Yeah. I'll do that. Okay. Okay. Um, in wow. Quinn's Pond. And that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not the ocean. <laughs> it's closer. You don't have to go as far. Just downtown to where I like to paddleboard. Okay. No, what really got me thinking is who would be in charge of your funeral? If something happened to you. I don't care. I'm dead. You really don't care? Mm, I don't that care That was my main concern is if you care at all. I do want to be cremated though because I think I <laughs> I just like the idea of someone being able to like spread my ashes. This, this is getting serious now. This is for yeah. real. No more jokes. Like I think going to a graveyard and visiting like to remember someone you love is not. Morbid? Yeah. But if you spread someone's ashes in a place that is actually meaningful to you and peaceful to you and somewhere that was like a common place of interest for the two of you, like, I think that's a beautiful thing. So so at this point, would that be Penny? Penny. That would get that honor. Or right? anyone else who wants to spread my ashes somewhere who Just thinking Penny will to go have... to every waterfall and hot springs between <laughs> here and wherever. Probably not. <laughs> Those were not her favorite places with me. <laughs> so the movie theater. <laughs> we had such a good time at the movie yesterday, you guys. I'm okay. glad. It was very silly. It was like old times, like years ago, when we used to go to the movies and Penny just was, was so, yeah, when she was itty bitty and like didn't know that you're not supposed to talk in movies or like get up and dance. Now she's 11. She still does those things. <laughs> <laughs> That's was there funny. anybody else in the theater? Yeah. Okay. But we still talked the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and we did dance at the end. We have not done that in probably five years. That's fun. We used to do it at every movie. At the end of the movie, we'd go down in front and dance to the credits. <laughs> and now, then she got like too self-conscious about it. But yesterday she wasn't. She, she was danced. into it. Uh-huh. It's a good time. We had a discussion this week because it was St. Patrick's Day and they did like a St. Patrick's Day theme for her youth group at church for young women. Okay. So she like put everything green on that she could put on, right? Oh, yeah. She was really green. And then she comes out. She's like, is this too much green? And I said, <laughs> Penny, does it make you happy? She's like, yeah. I'm like, that's all that matters. I'm like, who cares if anybody else shows up in any green? Like, if you're enjoying this, go do it. All week, pictures were popping up of one year ago, two years ago, three years ago of her wearing all her green on St. Patty's Day. It's freaking cute. <laughs> Embrace it, man. Embrace what makes you happy. Yeah. So, anyways, well, we're glad you are doing well and that Thank we you. get to record again. Yeah. It's nice yeah. to be out and about. It's good to see people. I missed people. And I feel a little more at peace now, now that I know you don't really care about your funeral. 
you do care about being cremated and having your ashes thrown somewhere that feels important. I think one of your concerns, Jessica, was that you brought up to me was you were concerned whether or not Steve would want to have a traditional LDS, LDS funeral. funeral, which is my concern of depending who's in charge of your funeral, who takes ownership of that, right. that could be what you get. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my concern is I don't know that you would want that. But if you really don't I, care. Had not really given it much thought. I don't know. Well, think about it now because <laughs> because it was a legit concern that Jessica had. It and was, she was a like, legit concern that I had. I don't know what I would do. Like what? Like and where, what's my place yeah. as your ex-wife to stand up for what you want? Hmm. You know. So anyway. well, hold on. I mean, it's not only your ex-wife, but it's the mother of your child, your only child, right? And your good friend. I don't know. I was going to say that too. Yeah. And your boss. <laughs> <laughs> your boss should have a say in your funeral. <laughs> These are just things I think about. And maybe I'm crazy. And it's not in a morbid way. It's right. just like, oh, I want to make sure that I'm doing this right. Yeah, Steve that you're honored in a way that feels authentic to who you are. Mm hmm. And my thought was he'd probably end up with a Mormon funeral unless he put something in writing, specifically saying, these are my right. general wants. I'm going to put it in writing. Cremate me and throw a rave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and Jessica's first rave. <laughs> I can make that happen. <laughs> Wouldn't be my first. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those were my real thoughts around it. Okay. Okay. I knew you weren't going to die, but... It just, yeah. Well, and it's like when I get on long trips with just Matt, I always text Steve and tell him what he's supposed to do for my funeral. I must be driving erratically or something. <laughs> no, it's on airplanes usually. Oh. And I'm really not scared of flying. It's just, if something happened, here's what I hope for for Penny. Here's what I want for my funeral. How detailed is this? <laughs> not very detailed. Oh, okay. <laughs> just general idea. Yeah, why? the only one I can even think of is that you wanted me to play that song. Else is there? Yeah, and that you, you know, support her and going to church if she mm, wants okay, to. If that, that changes, yeah. that's fine. But just, and I know you would do that. Oh yeah, you have said that. You have made me promise that if you die, that I would keep taking Penny to church if she wants it. Yeah, if she wants it. Okay. Which I honestly don't worry that you wouldn't do. Yeah. But I don't know. And honestly, I've no saying at that point. But <laughs> those are usually the two things I tell him. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. I've told Matt I don't want a luncheon at the church at my funeral with <laughs> funeral potatoes and ham. I don't like ham. She wants a cotton candy machine and a nacho cheese dispenser. I was sure. going to say luncheon at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> that's, that's what we did for our wedding. <laughs> yes. I would be fine with that. I know. I would be totally fine with that. Yeah. I just don't. Because it's going to make me laugh. It makes my cough act up. Don't laugh, Steve. Keep it okay. together. On that note, we hit, how many did we hit, Jess? We hit 200 ratings and reviews. For Jessica's birthday month. Yep, you guys nice. did it just you... in time for my birthday. Not us, you guys. You, you guys. listeners and reviewers. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. It made me so happy. Yeah, and this review makes me happy. It says, love this podcast. I've been listening since the beginning. On that note, if you haven't been listening from the beginning, go back to the beginning and start listening from there. 
Um, Otherwise, you're going to be so confused. Yeah. I've been listening since the beginning, and I love the attitudes, perspectives, and love from Steve, Jessica, and Matt. I truly believe listening to them has helped shape me into a uh, better person and has helped me become a better friend, listener, and more accepting of others. Thank you. Thank you. That's why we're doing this. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. So I was just thinking, I go through about like every quarter, I'd say, where I'm just like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Like, Jess? why am I still doing this? And then we get ratings and reviews like that. I'm like, oh, that's why. It's more like every other week. <laughs> she says every quarter, but it's like really? every other week of. Um, I haven't heard it for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll come home and she'll just be sitting there on the couch. Ugh. I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I doing this? <laughs> I know why I'm doing it when it comes why? down to it. it. The exact reason you just read, like I, I feel we have something to share and we help people feel seen just by sharing our story and putting it out there. And that's a big deal for yeah. people to feel seen and heard and that they feel like they can connect with somebody, even though they're not going through the same thing as we are. That's, that's huge. Yeah. That's right. I, I really do love hearing from people that's, yeah. Hearing our story has gives them confidence that they can get through whatever it is they're facing. Yeah. Get through anything. Yeah. And what a great, easy way to be able to do that, right? Right. I mean, it does. I mean, I feel like I put a lot of work into this, but I'm happy that we can do that. Yeah. So that's why I just want to be able to do more. Like, I want to be able to connect with people, yeah. like, I in think- more personally. I think, Jessica, I think you put a lot of pressure on yourself. I know. To make sure that you're showing up on social media more than anything. And yeah. Yeah. And yeah, what? I think she should probably relax a little bit on Uh, that. I'm working on it. That pressure on herself of making sure that she's showing up on social media. Work in progress. What are you going to say, Steve? Matt does this thing where you start telling us something, but then you stop when you get to the point where you actually tell us what you feel about it. I want you to really think about what I'm going to say. <laughs> and just wonder. Welcome to my marriage. Just wonder. Yeah. So Jessica puts a lot of pressure on herself on social media. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what, Matt? And what? Stop it. Stop it. Matt well, I usually to have to stop myself because what I really want to say. <laughs> he has to think about it a little bit before he says it out loud. Has to be a little bit more tactful. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Which is kind of a life in general, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Steve, I've noticed some things going on in the warehouse, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, you've hit your 90 days at work. Oh, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I do. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> yep. I just want okay. to make sure I'm being very methodical. Every once in a while, Matt, I start to wonder about you, and yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Me too. That's right, Steve. All right. All right, what are we supposed to be talking about today? <laughs> we actually have a pretty big topic today that I know a lot of people are going to want to hear about. Okay. And that is our thoughts and feelings on gays, and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which okay. is mine and Matt's church that we are active in and that Steve grew up in. 
and was active in until basically we got divorced shortly after we got divorced. So because I like a few weeks ago had like this total deep dive of what the heck am I doing in these two worlds? Because I love both these worlds a lot. Like they both mean a lot to me. And often people don't feel like they jive together. Mm -hmm. And there's this whole question of me, of course, like, and this is, I know a lot of people can relate to this in the church of, well, am I going against the church if I love and support these people? Am I going against the church if I feel like maybe the church isn't where it should be with in regards to our LGBTQ brothers and sisters? Can I just say queer? Or do I need to say, Steve, do you... you can say whatever you want. Is it just whatever I'm comfortable with? Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting more comfortable with queer. Yeah. It's but easier to I'm say... I'm sure more politically correct is LGBTQ, but... Okay. I just feel like I always fumble over it, and I don't want to fumble over it. Yeah. But, so I was going through this whole thing in my head because I feel very passionately that I should speak out more about my thoughts and opinions about gays in the church and just how it makes me feel. But I also am very torn as, okay, so am I going against what I believe in doing this? And what do I believe? And all these things. So it's been a lot. And I know you've been through all of this, Steve, mm -hmm. on probably a way deeper level than I have been. And I know you do not feel the same as I do at this point about gays in the church. Right. And understandably so. Like, I could not fault you on that. Yeah. But then there's also part of me that feels like, and I'm just putting out an overview of all of my thoughts here. Matt's writing things down to hopefully keep us like to actually go into this stuff on a deeper level. But Matt's writing down some really deep thoughts that he wants to share. And yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> or will I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm also like trying to say, do I want their... To be change in the church? Am I wanting doctrine or like not doctrine per se? What am I trying to say? I don't know. Not church doctrine. Not culture? Well, culture a hundred percent. Okay. We hit a button there. <laughs> That's mainly where I think my issues are is in ch church you culture. You want a change in church culture, is what there you're saying? There needs to be a drastic change in church culture. What? And aspect I think of that? we're going that way, but and I mean, this isn't just as far as LGBTQ plus. This is about a lot of different things that culturally, I think, need to gravitate in a new direction. So take a step back and explain what is church culture? What are you referring to? To someone who doesn't know what that means? Well, I mean, culture, obviously, with anything is a group of traditions or held beliefs in a group of people, right? Mm -hmm. So like... How about describe the difference between church doctrine and church culture? Do you want? <laughs> I just pointed at Matt. And he was like, "What?" <laughs> you're gonna want. You're gonna. You want me to explain this? Yeah. What would you say the difference I think, between doctrine and culture are? I think a good example is this. Like, it's part of our church culture here in the United States, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, says that we must wear a certain type of clothing to church. That's culture. Not that's doctrine. not doctrine. Okay. And so that's where. What? Keep going. I thought yeah. you were going to clap. Like No, no, no. Keep going. I just thought <laughs> like, of something. edit that out. <laughs> I just yeah. thought of a perfect example of this from Wrong. this morning. Okay, what's the perfect example? So Penny this morning came and asked me if she could wear her jumpsuit to church. Oh, they're going to say too she much has, green. No, <laughs> she has a green jumpsuit. And that's what I thought she was going to wear for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> she has this super cute green jumpsuit. It is, it is dressier. 
And she said, hey, can I wear this to church? And I said, I don't know. I said, today, no. But let me think about this. Why? Because it's like a pants. It's pants. Yeah. It's a pants suit. And so like, I told her on the way into church after she had, she and she didn't question me. She's like, that's fine. I'll go put on my dress. Yeah, well, she wore it. It was super cute. Yeah. And, but I mean, honestly, the jumpsuit is dressier than what she actually ended up wearing to church and like nicer. But church culture Culture is you wear dresses. Women don't wear pants to church. Yeah. And I, me personally, I love having a reason to wear a dress. Like I love wearing dresses. I like wearing the skirts. And so I told Penny as we're walking into church, I'm like, Penny, I honestly don't know how I feel about you wearing a jumpsuit to church. And I need to figure that out. And you need to figure that out. Like, honestly, it's up to you. I do think you need to look nice and, you know, show that you're being respectful and whatever. But I said, so that's something we'll have to work out and talk about and think about. But I'm still like, that's been ingrained in me that you wear a dress to church and partially because I enjoy it. Is that doctrine anywhere? No. 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 Hmm. <laughs> kind of no, like. There, it's everyone is welcome. Come as you are. Yeah. yeah. That's like, and even like wearing a white shirt to church. Like that's a thing that some people believe the men should wear a white shirt to church. And, and I get judged very harshly if you don't. Only by, by some, some people, though, right? By some, but I have legit heard a stake president of say. Of course. And this is where the issues come in, right, Steve? Right, right, like, right. this is where I have issues of, you know, this isn't church doctrine. This is church culture that we're pushing on other people. I mean, two extremes of people saying that women need to wear nylons and things like that. But those are individuals within the church, mm-hmm. not the church. Mm-hmm. But... Some people take those things and, of course, internalize them and feel like they're never going to be good enough and they have to live by all of these rules. So this is something so they're like, never going to live up This to. is something that breeds not only within our church. Oh, it breeds, it breeds within everywhere. the world. Yeah. Who is it to say, like, the way that we operate our business, like, why do we have that culture? It's right? your business mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, and this goes everywhere. Societal expectations of what yes. is deemed appropriate given certain circumstances. Well, and, and oftentimes harsh judgments that come from someone who deviates from that expectation. You're always going to be judged no matter what you do. And that's what it comes down to. And that's what you have to learn to be okay with in life, right? And that's something that I'm hoping to empower people to feel, to let go of that judgment, to take that on themselves and to just let it go. Yes, there are some societal norms that, yes, we should try and live within, but you should be Mm -hmm. true to yourself. So, so let's jump back to the topic you wanted to actually go over, though, is gays in the church. Yes. So what, these what are do you views on that? I mean, obviously, I feel like, like Matt said, there's a place for everyone in the church, right? But I know how backhanded that feels when they aren't given the same rights as the church. And part of what came up to me are issues that I'm struggling with right now is like the other day I was listening to this podcast called Questions from the Closet with Charlie Bird, who was on our podcast. Mm-hmm. And he hosts the podcast with another gay member of the church, active gay member, Ben Shalati, who is a professor at BYU. So very active, very open about the fact he's gay in the church and whatever. But they were talking about, Charlie said in there, well, I can never be the bishop because I'm gay. And that like, to me, I don't understand that. But then my mom was saying that you can't even be a single male and be the bishop. And you have that, to be married to be a bishop? That's what I... And see, that's the thing is like, I'm like, I need to dig in deeper here to understand what is the culture around this and what is the actual doctrine so, around that. For someone who doesn't know, let's establish what the church's expectations are of if you are gay, 
and planning to stay active and in good standing in the church, what's the expectation? So the expectation is you live the same moral standards as a single individual, basically, right? Which are? Which are no sex until you're married. No sex until you're married. <laughs> and, <laughs> and no marriage. And see, that's another issue I have. Therefore, no sex. Yeah. The, the, so, this is, and I'm just going to jump straight to the point on how I feel about this. To me, being gay and staying in the church is like, because basically they say it's, it's okay to be gay and still be a member of our church as long as you never actually act on it. But as long as you are never actually with someone of the same sex. To me, it's the same as saying it's okay to be an artist as long as you never actually create art. It's okay to be an athlete as long as you never actually throw a football. It's okay to be a musician as long as you never actually play any music. And to me, that is so freaking backwards. Okay, but see, this Absolutely is... Absolutely unokay. This <laughs> is where you and I disagree on this. Yes, it is. Because sex isn't what makes up these people. Right. Like, that's one aspect of who they are and an important aspect. Like, I'm not downplaying that. Like, I believe sexuality is a huge part of who we are and very important. But it's the same as, I mean, like, I have lots of friends in the church who have never married who are still living that same law. And as, not having sex. And not having sex. They can still date. They Gays still in the church hope. can still date. They and, can still have relationships. But they could still marry and they could still love and they could still... Yes, like, and so that's where I... Okay, so yes, that is where I struggle, right? Because I want them to find somebody you, that they love, that love... You literally are condemned to a loveless, relationshipless, sexless life if you want to be gay and Mormon. Is sex love? No, totally not. But it's pretty freaking important if you want to live like a healthy, balanced life, in my opinion. Yeah. But no, I very much believe sex is not love. Two very different things. So like I but get that. love is love. And if you want yeah. to love someone and you're, you don't get to. You do not get to love someone and be gay in the church and be in good standing. That's the thing that I don't understand though. Is like, so I'm like, okay, so what if they get married? They stay true to that moral grounding, right? Of I'm not going to have sex until I get married. They get married. Then they don't, they're not in good standing. You cannot so, marry I don't someone know. of the same gender. You That's would have a, thing, you though, would is, have a, a. Is that actual doctrine? You would have a disciplinary council and get, you would be disciplined. So, I, for you me, can, oh, so here's the thing. For me, for me, I have to, I have to step back and I have to look at the scientific reasoning as to why, why animals have sex, right? Why do dolphins have sex? <laughs> I'm, I, we get just, it to create a life. To create another dolphin, yes. right? And so within my beliefs, my beliefs are, to we are given this power to have sex with an individual to procreate to bring another human life into this world to receive a body and so like that's where i'm getting why do you two have sex for fun exactly yeah right so so it's like i don't understand and this is mostly me just but we have had sex a couple times to try and have a child a couple times there was like four to six months ish where that was actually the point but of us the rest having of the sex. time. You're on contraceptives so that you won't have a child, so that it's just fun, right? Right. Yes, and I understand I, that. Like, I am not denying that that this is totally backwards. That's where I'm trying to understand and figure out. Yeah. My and, beliefs. And it, it just this came up a couple of weeks ago, and we haven't recorded. I know we talked about recording about this like a month ago because. I don't know what brought it up on your mind, Jessica, but it was on my mind because it was the one year anniversary 
of BYU changing their code of conduct Uh that led people to believe that it was now accepted to be openly gay and still be in good standing in the church, or at least in BYU's code of conduct. It led people to believe that, and tons of people came out, literally came out publicly, and then days later, there was a clarification offered that completely rescinded that, and all these people that were now out, now it was known, now they were not in good standing with BYU and with the code of conduct, and it was screwed up, and it hurt so many people. And I don't, like, that's what I don't understand. Like, why, how do we keep missing the mark on this? Like, is Because this, this mark is hard. It is hard. It this is mark so is hard. hard. Like, here's, what is the fine balance? Because here's the thing. We're talking about, okay, there's rules and responsibilities that we have, that we have been given. I feel that we have been given by our Father in Heaven. Like, here are the laws that we have to live by, right? And so now it's like, wait, but I want to live my life this way. And it's it's like, where do we find that fine balance like yeah. of finding that happy medium of, I don't know. It's, and it's hard. Yeah. So what I have written down is this. Jessica, you, when you were explaining what you, what your thoughts were on this, you said there's these two worlds, right? You have this world and this world, right? And it's talking like, about your church world, church and world, your like openly accepting view of, of humanity, world of humanity. Okay. Yeah. It's humanity. Mm-hmm. Right, and they're really not two different worlds. And that's why I have yeah, written they down. Be, I said, but I they said, are. <laughs> that's what I have written down. I said I want there to be just one world. Yeah. Why is it that we have to sit here and it's an us versus them mentality of right. we're knocking against heads? Like, okay, where can we say, hey, let's accept this for this, and let's accept that for that? Like, but come together and know and understand, like. There's certain rules within this. There's certain rules within that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, and it's really hard. Where do you find that fine balance? And I think right. that's why we're missing the mark every single time is because we're trying so hard to hit that fine line, but you can be completely off feeling like you're going to hit the mark, but it's off just a tiny bit and anybody on either side can start butting heads again. Right. And so I think this is, this is Satan's way of, we're never going to be able to find this mark. Well, I don't. Th- I think the church has set itself up for failure. It cannot find the mark because even if it does, it's missing it. Like, it cannot change its doctrine without completely undermining its whole its whole basis for existence. But what, which is what? that there is an unchanging God and an unchanging doctrine that continually changes. So, like, people will ask me sometimes, like, the church is getting so much better and they're getting so much closer to being accepting of gays, and won't it be so nice when you're finally like welcome back in the church? And I'm like, no. Because if they finally ever come out and say, we're accepting of gays, live your gay lives, love your gay lovers, like, no, they can't do that. They, they, it will completely undermine their entire basis of an unchanging doctrine. Which, and I won't want anything to do with it when that day comes. And I'm sure it will. It will. As society calls for that change and as it becomes completely unacceptable to be anti-gay, they will change. And I won't want anything to do with them when that day comes. They'll be far too late. So let me ask you this then, Steve. Yeah. When you married Jessica, mm-hmm. your views on this were very, very different. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you married each other in the temple, mm. your thoughts were, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm marrying for eternity, all time and eternity, right? Right. And what came about was, in my mind, this beautiful relationship. 
not only is it this beautiful relationship, but you also have this beautiful relationship with your daughter. Mm-hmm. Like what you just were saying to me was, there's no way in heck that you're going to support what you guys created. No, we didn't create the church and the doctrine and the culture. And no, all no, that. I'm saying we, you created, we created this relationship. We created this family. We created Penny. And I absolutely will support all that. But, but I think I, what you're saying is we created it on these beliefs. We, yes, right. we created it on, on what we had been taught and what we have fully believed back then about the church. Yeah, that, that part's true. But that's no longer the basis for what this relationship is and for what our parenting style is and what our family is. But you know what? For me, it is. Yeah. Is the funny thing is yeah. me loving and accepting you is me trying to be like Christ, who I believe in. And while like, I just don't see, I mean, that's what I try to do. And Matt said this before is like, we try to love like Christ loves, right? Like, yeah. yes, we mess that up. And yes, we don't do it perfectly. But I mean, I part of why this relationship works for me is because of my belief systems. And see, that's why it's like such it, a weird thing it is for really, me. It is really funny how well our relationship and our unique little yeah. family works. And the fact that on the two different sides of it, we have such completely different belief systems that cause us to both, like we reach the same end. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what? It's love. Love. Right? No, it's absolutely. Like, love and yeah. support and, and acceptance. And and so and, for me, like what it comes down to is, Jessica, you just alluded to this, is I want to try and love how Christ would love, which is extremely hard to do with zero judgment. I mean, we all judge. We all have to repent of that. And I don't know. So what it comes down to me is I'm going to constantly just love and try and figure out how can I love this person in this certain way? Okay. I have a question for you. Okay. Because I've thought about this a lot and I've gone back and forth on this so many times throughout my life. If the church did come out... So this is a question for me? It's for you, Matt. Okay. If the church came out and said that they would now allow gay marriage within our church, within our temples, and all that, would that change how you felt about the church? Would that change how I felt about the church? Obviously, I'd have to have a full explanation as to what is changing and how it's changing and why. Like, what is the why behind that, right? Yeah. You didn't ask me about... I've been answering. You kind of said, (laughs) yeah. For me, it would it would not change anything if they today said you are welcome in our church. You can be in good standing and be in a gay marriage or a gay relationship. It would not change anything for me. I would I would scoff at that. You would say it leaves the church, like what scoff is not the right word. I feel like that's disrespectful. I I wouldn't be disrespectful about it, but it it would not change. I would not go back and participate in the church. Yeah, I know that. You just. Something that is a an established doctrine of it is wrong to be gay and to act on it and to live based on those feelings. You you can't you can't change that. You can't I, undo that. I have to go back to basically the church's mission statement. The gospel of Jesus Christ is for what? To bring to pass the immortality and eternal life. Right? Okay. We are given this gift of procreation again. Right? Of we are all here on this world right now. We are here because there was procreation done, right? And so that's where, again, it's, to go back to your question, Jessica, I'd have to find out more from the church as to what, what that truly means. soul searching. Oh, absolutely. Like what, what, what could they possibly offer as an explanation that would justify them changing their views at this point? Other than society has put enough pressure on us. So and God so, changed his mind. So, of course, like, <laughs> this is always compared to the idea of blacks not holding the priesthood, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I keep thinking Very about right now. Very similar situation. Is I, can, I, 
would feel the same way if I lived back then. I know I would. And for that someone, how are we denying these people the same rights that we have? And I know other people feel this about women and the priesthood of how are we denying women the priesthood? And I and let me whatever. explain that back in the up until 78, 1978-ish? I don't know. 1970-something, blacks could not hold the priesthood. The priesthood is the power given to men in the church to hold callings and to... Give blessings. And to do anything. Of healing. Yeah, yeah. But it was not offered to black men until the late 70s. You know what's interesting that I just learned? Is that Mind-blowing were actually me. black men in the beginning of the church that had the priesthood and somewhere along the line, they can let ask, that go. Can I ask Steve a question? Yeah. Was this mind-blowing to you before you came in? It was one of those things that I just had to avoid because I couldn't understand it. Right. Couldn't make sense of it. And like as a missionary, when people would ask me this, it was one of those questions I just had to skirt over because I didn't have an answer. Yeah. yeah. And... Something I couldn't dwell on because it, because it would have caused me to so doubt it took, things. It took faith. It took, it took blind faith. I had to just blindly believe that this thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way wasn't actually a reason to disbelieve all this stuff. Isn't all faith kind of blind? I think so. So for me, like, I always think back. <laughs> <laughs> My grandparents lived in the South during part of this time when everything was going on with Martin Luther King and all those things. And that's a big deal, right? For them to be down there. And my grandpa was, he was the dean of his part of the college down there. He was a professor and hired like the first black man to work there and things like that. I love the story. Made a point to reach out to his neighbors that were black. Like he, he was there he helping was, them in their yards. He was beyond his years in seeing blacks are, are our yes. equals. Yes. <laughs> And that and, wasn't just culture. And he was like a driving force behind that in his community there. Yes. It's and really not cool just to hear. in the church, but in, in the community. The community. Yeah. And that's what I think about too, is I'm like, okay, this isn't just an issue with the church. I know it's a huge issue with the church, but it's also, we're still getting there as a, as a culture, right? As a society of loving and accepting mm -hmm. this queer community that should right. be loved and accepted, mm -hmm. that shouldn't feel like they need to end their lives because they can't be loved and accepted. Right. And so when I think back to that, and I think this is where I was at, it's like, okay, so what's my role in all of this? Like, am I, I don't know, like, mm -hmm. how do I fit in? And if I speak up more, what bridges do I burn in my life? Of you know, and I'm like, I think back to my grandparents, I'm like, I'm sure those were thoughts that they probably had and just went with their gut. And that's what I keep coming back to is I'm like, whatever I feel in my gut, I trust to be true because it's always been the right thing for me, right? Right. And I, I love know. that you, I love that you are that way. And it is absolutely one of my favorite things about you is that you trust how you feel in your own heart more than you will trust any external influence. And that, you know, this, I've said this and you've heard it. And this is like the one thing I want in, for Penny in life. That's the one thing Is I that want she will... The driving force behind what she is and says and does is her own intuition, her own feelings, her own heart telling her what to do and nothing else. I'm going to go back to this word that was brought up, which is faith, mm -hmm. right? I truly, I don't know all the answers, okay? Jessica, I'm pretty sure you don't know all the answers, right? <laughs> That's why I'm having this conversation. Steve, I'm pretty sure you don't know all the answers as to what's going to happen moving forward. Right. Like we... We all take steps forward in faith. And if we can show love and appreciation and acceptance to those who are, we are in front of at all times, mm -hmm. 
I think that we can all move forward as a society, as a church, to progression, right? Yeah. To progression in being better human beings, bringing to be a better humanity all within our community, period. And this is what you're saying, Matt, is really at the core of all of it for me, right? Like, I believe, and people in our church, for the most hand, don't believe this as I do. This is just my belief, is that we're going to be judged on how we love, not just on our activity in the church, whether we were baptized or whether we went to the temple or all of these things. Like, I believe people in general, we're sent here to learn how to love and that we do have these different points of view so that we can learn that. Because how else are we going to learn to love, like really love as Christ loved or whoever we believe in if we don't experience that, right? Yeah. Put ourselves on the line of trying to have a relationship with another individual. Somebody's different than us. Yeah. Because it's easy to love people who believe similar than us, who interact the same as us, right? But the real test and the real trial is to learn to love people differently. And just like, I honestly believe that like whatever is in this life after this, like Steve's going to be there right with us. Like he's because because you've chosen love. Yeah. And I believe that that by following the doctrines and the commandments that we receive in the church, this is my personal belief, is that it's easier. Like that there are things in my life that are easier for me because I don't have to deal with the side effects of other things. But that's just for me. That's what I believe. So, but when it comes down to is I think we will mostly be judged on how we love. Yeah. All I know is I don't have to be the person right there at last judgment day mm-hmm. to making all of this. <laughs> like see how it all works. See how it all works. Like I don't know. And that's where I'm like, I'm just moving forward in faith and I'm going with what I believe and what I feel within my heart and what those feelings are for me. And I feel very strongly about supporting you guys and what you feel is right for you. Right. I, I, I expect that of you guys. <laughs> I expect support in the choices I make and how I want to live my life and how that influences our daughter and my rights to be able to bring that into her life. Yeah. And I offer the exact same to you. So, right. You know, and I, that's where it is so special with this relationship yeah. with all three yes. of us is knowing that there's expectations and give and take mm-hmm. in all of this and knowing and understanding that we're just trying to do our best. Right. And that's all you can do. Yeah. Right. And I feel like there's a deep gratitude between the two of us, between the three of us in that and recognizing that we so appreciate that we respect each other's yeah. beliefs, right? That we're trying to do our best to teach our kids in general, all of them, that there is this, that you can love and respect people who are different than you. And it's so important. Now, are there eye rolls that happen <laughs> when we express each other's, you know, or when we part our ways? Are there eye rolls? Probably so. I'm sure there are. <laughs> Probably so, right? But when it comes down to it is, we're not going to hold that begrudgingly against each other and just know, hey, we have our differences and we're going to go ahead and love as we, we see fit. And how differently would our relationship and our family be if any of the three of us did feel like we weren't given that space to hold our own beliefs yeah. and to My pave life. our own path? And if we, if we didn't feel... Like respect was given to us in that way, it would be so different. My life would be hell, Steve. 
if I didn't try and humble myself to try and figure out how can I love this man? <laughs> right? How can I love this man who may have hurt my the woman, wife? The woman you love. Yeah, the woman that I love prior to prior to this, right? And and that's where you swallow your pride. Like I gotta swallow my pride and gotta humble myself and understand, like, look, I can love this man in this way. And that's okay. Because I'm just trying to do my best. That's why I always say people always like when I say you have to be humble to be bold, people are like, What? And I mean that. Like you have to be so humble so that you can listen to what it is you want and you can try to open yourself up to this idea of things could be different. And then you boldly go forward in doing whatever that speaks to you. And it brings you so much. The only way that this works though, too, is that Steve is humble in his own ways. I know. That's what I mean. Like it creates, you have to be humble to be able to love people like this. And I can tell you guys from my perspective, if I did not absolutely feel on equal grounds with you and it, you wouldn't be here. No, I would not. I, I would have had to cut this these relationships out of my life for my own existence, yes. for my own survival, for my own well-being. I would have had to cut out your relationships if I did not feel that they were genuine, genuine and authentic and completely on the same level as you guys. Like, I don't know if I'm saying that well. I, I, I know what yep. you're saying. Like, if I at all felt like you guys looked down upon me or pitied me, poor Steve, he doesn't understand. He's He has no idea how lost he is. He has no idea how much he's going to struggle in his future with Penny. To, yeah. To quote someone from a prior episode, I would have had to cut out our relationships if I felt any little bit of that yeah. for my own as, mental health and my own ability to move As you should. Life. Like, right? And like, can you imagine what that would have done to my ability to be a father? Yeah. I just had this I, aha moment right now because I, I just, I think about Penny and I think about is there is there anything that I have said that may have tried to steer Penny away from loving her dad more? But but there is not. The only thing that we can sit here, we'll be sitting at the dinner table, and you may be a little late, and that is the only thing that we do make her and I about being late. We'll joke about Steve, your dad's late. He's late, and she will be like, "Yep, he's late. That's normal." But there's nothing. But that is it. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I've I've offered some. <laughs> Something for the two of you to bond over. <laughs> but isn't there something like that with anybody that you love right. deeply that you can joke about something like that that's it's just not like, a big deal? It's just, just who like they Grandma are. Kathy, right? <laughs> what is it? She's we, gonna cry. We can all make fun of her for crying, and we love her for it that. Brings us together. <laughs> yeah. But we all have things like that, yeah. and it's important to be able to laugh about yeah. them, right? And to be yeah. able to know it's just who this person is, and. Yeah. But but imagine what your relationship with Penny as her stepdad, Matt, would be like if you ever did yes. say or do things that challenged her ability to love her dad and have a healthy relationship. It would it would hinder yours. It totally if would. you ever put yourself at odds between me and, and her, right. it would damage you and your relationship with her. It would damage ultimately it damaged my relationship for who I truly believe I myself is. Yeah, I said that right. <laughs> we, we know what you meant. <laughs> yeah. Whether you did or not, I don't know. Well, oh. and we've seen the effects of that on the yeah. reverse, right? In other dynamics in our house. But yeah. yeah, no, I just and that's what I just keep coming back to is, you know what? I don't know how this is all going to work out. I know that I believe 
things that I've been taught in the scriptures. I believe the gospel at its core. There are things Which at its core is love. Is love. Exactly. That's yeah. that's what it is for me at its core is I believe in love and I believe that it has kept me safe. It has kept me protected. It's kept me from harm. And it's opened my eyes to be able to love in ways I never thought I would have. Like this relationship with Steve and with Matt, like our whole thing is something I never would have expected or opened my mind to if I hadn't been in the gospel. And for Steve, that's different. And that's okay. That works. But it's just, well, I that's what it comes down to. And that's what I have to hold on. I so appreciate the fact that you guys have taken the gospel and let it lead you to that place. Yeah. A lot of people don't. don't. A lot of people don't. A lot of people take the exact same set of teachings and doctrine, following the exact same Jesus that you guys are. Yep. And they take things to a completely different place. Yeah. And I I am constantly so grateful that you guys have taken it to a good place. And people ask me all the time, like, how in the world do you and Matt and Jessica, like, they're still active in the church, like active, active, like temple worthy. And like they go every week and they actually like are all in. Like, how in the world do you guys reconcile that? And how are you in each other's lives? And my answer is just always, they're the cool kind of Mormons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Meaning they're that you guys are the type that don't let it stop you from from loving people exactly yeah yeah and i honestly feel like okay so maybe maybe i don't know everything and maybe i don't understand things 100 percent, but i do know that there's a lot of good that i get from it personally and there's a lot of good that i can give into that community into that culture of the church right that i'm strong enough that i know who i am i know what speaks to me that I get to have the opportunity to help people see things a different way. I don't know if that's a good reason. And that's to, what God wants you to do because yeah. that's how you feel. Yeah. I wouldn't feel this way if that wasn't my calling in life. Like I feel like, and whether you believe in God or the universe or whatever, I believe all of us have those things that we feel called to do and we have to trust them because that's our role. Like that's where we get to thrive and to share and to be a force for good in this world. Yeah. Well, anyways. There you go. Gays in no, the church. There, yeah. There's, I mean, <laughs> there's the topic. Yeah. And it's amazing to me that we can truly have this type of conversation. Right. And not get heated and not get like, oh, I'm going home, like, wondering if Steve was offended. Yeah. Right. And I just keep so. thinking, coming off of this last week of Steve being quarantined and me texting <laughs> it every morning and being like, hey. Hey, did you wake up? Like, I need to know, or I'm going to be knocking on your door. I'm coming in there. She literally said a couple times, if I don't hear from you in the next 30 minutes, I'm coming to your house to make sure you're okay. (laughs) With the ambulance. I'll let you sleep in like you have until 10, but I need to know that you're okay. I'm coming either way. Just tell me, am I bringing an ambulance or am I bringing you breakfast? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I just am like, there's no false pretense behind that or nothing that I'm trying to get from you or... Like, there's no manipulation behind it, right? Like, this yeah. is just, you know, I'm doing it because I care about you and we so, love And you. I very much appreciated it. You took very good care of me while I was <laughs> and, recording. And from my, from my end, right? Mm-hmm. So Heather at work, mm-hmm. she was constantly asking me, is Steve taking care of us? Steve, like, how's he, what is he eating? Like, how's he getting by? Because it's only him. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her and I said, Heather, Jessica has him covered. <laughs> And she just, she looks at me and she goes, huh, you're a good man. 
because in her mind, the social norm is to be jealous, right? Of, of Jessica, my wife. Your wife is taking all care this attention of to her, her ex husband. Yeah. yeah. And making him food. And it's just like, I know Jessica's going to be taking care of me too. I'm not going to be yeah. jealous. And I'm not like, I'm grateful that she's has the heart to take care of the father of her child. Yeah. So anyways, that was from my, that was from my <laughs> perspective of like, just, yeah, just just made like that, that puppy eyed emoji face <laughs> welling up eyes. Yeah. I just always think like, how did we get here? <laughs> how did we make this work? Well, like, um, if you listen through episode yeah. one, we have 90 two. something episodes to explain. Yeah. That's how Jess. I seriously was thinking, okay, so we're getting basically to the end of our timeline, right? We've been saying we've followed this timeline and we're catching up to where we are now. In our lives. In our lives. Like and actual yeah, real like, life. Yeah. Cause I think we're right to what? Now? 2018 in the timeline. Yeah. Basically. 19? And like. Yeah. So now we're just going to have a documentary crew just following <laughs> us around. And you can watch live. <laughs> Things have like <laughs> happened in that time, but really it's got like nothing hugely dramatic, right? That because we touch on the big stories that we've been through. And I was like, I wonder if we should go back, all three of us, and listen to the first like five episodes and uh, then go in and have an episode about the things we left out and like yeah. how we feel about that and what we would say differently today, even of like, oh, this is something that really speaks to me from that time that I didn't share That's about. That's actually a good idea. I would I like to binge listen at some point. I'm always yeah. curious what this is I've, like. Hearing. I've been binge listened to like 20 episodes. And really? It was re- in a row? Yeah, in a row. Whoa. And See, it was interesting to I've me. never listened to more than one episode in a row. I have never gone back and, and listened I've probably to any. Only, really? Really. I mean, I've listened to the ones when they air on Wednesday. Oh. To pull quotes or whatever. But I ha- I've not gone back. Oh, you back. meant like in a I, I've actually, Go back and listen to edit, edit them? I've actually gone back and listen to ones where, oh, what was the lesson that I learned there? And be like, okay, I want to listen to that again. Mm. Yeah, I've tried to just listen from like a listener's perspective, which obviously I can't <laughs> really <impossible>. do. <laughs> <laughs> Why are people still listening to us? Like with that mentality, Steve? <laughs> no, just like, what would I, what would I learn from this if it wasn't me? <laughs> How did that work out, Steve? I do find that even like when I listen on Wednesdays when they drop, because usually there's a few weeks before, like in between them dropping and us recording, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, oh, I needed to hear that today. And then I'm like, am I super into myself of feeling like <laughs> I just learned something from myself? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Such wise words coming from this woman. <laughs> I don't really yeah. think of it that way, but... Well, and things you guys say, it's not just me. But anyways, I just think it's funny that sometimes that happens. No, I think we're all at different points in our lives that we can just go back and say, oh, okay, I would look at this in this perspective now. Because we all have different perspectives as we go on in life. And, yeah, okay, so. so I have one question before we end. Okay, what That's is actually it? for the listeners, not for you guys. Although I've talked to Matt briefly about this. I haven't even mentioned it to Steve. We're coming up on our 100th episode in like three, four weeks, something like that. I can't remember what episode this is. Whoa. And I think it'd be really fun to record it live. But like... For a live studio audience. Yeah. yeah. So we could have people here locally come we talked and about this, do this live. Like, a year yeah. ago. Well, we couldn't last year. Yeah. This would be... It would be very small audience, And it obviously. would be in a studio. It would be in a studio. We have connections to that. And then live we could Zoom, Zoom it. 
live Facebook. And we would have a live Q&A after that people could jump on. So if you'd be interested in that, let us know. This would be like, it's going to cost us much money. So there would be a cost to this if you're interested, but... $200 a ticket. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. So very exclusive event. Very exclusive. Red carpet. BYOB. Camera crews. (laughs) Who wore it best to the husband-in-law live I told Matt we're going to have to bring your chair with us to record. (laughs) Who wore it best? Game on, Steve. Best and worst dress. (laughs) We're going to have a fashion show. (laughs) Anyways, if you think that would be fun and you're interested, let us know. Just something that I I'd just be worried about the paparazzi. paparazzi. (laughs) We'll get you a bodyguard. It's Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Matt and Penny. Back it up, people. (laughs) Give him some space. (laughs) So, anything else, guys? Nope. I think that was it. (laughs) Okay. We will see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right, now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.